stay tipsy. Hey guys, Jake Finlayson here. And Kiara Finlayson. And guess what? <laughs> we have new mics. That's also the reason you didn't get an episode last week. <laughs> yeah, we, we had some technical difficulties for sure. We definitely recorded one. Yeah, but it wasn't very good, and as you can hear, as we hear, there's a little bit of a, like a, uh, how would you explain that noise in the background? I thought it was the fan of your laptop. Oh, it probably is the fan of my laptop, so (laughs) um, that's what's going on. Better than any echo we've had. Yeah, that's a little bit better up here, too. Um, So yeah, it was my laptop fan, and yeah, so we're here with episode, what is it, eight now? Um, nine 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 episode nine and we just wanted to you know go back to last week and just say some of the things that you know we had planned yeah for sure because um due to our little um what is it technical difficulties i guess uh we're gonna do a double feature this week so we're doing kind of a recap of the episode we did last week I actually was able to more fi- find more information on my stuff, so it was actually oh, helpful. That's good. That's good. Um, and then we'll do the episode that we had planned as well. Perfect. Cool with me. So with a lot of the breweries ceasing dine-in services and you know my inability to go to places to get samplers, we thought we'd just change it up this week and do a special episode. We call it Rando Kardashian. <laughs> all right. So first of all, it's... Uh, Randall Calrissian, and full disclosure, we did not come up with this idea. It was actually uh, rules from Cards Against Humanity, because we are actual nerds who read the rules of games. Um, but the name is actually a pun based off of Lando from Star Wars, and if you have never seen Star Wars, Lando is described as a smooth-talking smuggler who, spoiler alert, changed from a get-rich-quick schemer into a selfless leader in the fight against the Empire. In this version of Cards Against Humanity, a random card is played, and then when that's chosen, players either feel extreme shame or not for not being funny, as they think they are, or they endure some sort of punishment. Um, even though I'm the one who gets the most annoyed when people say <laughs> "rando Kardashian," I'm pretty sure I'm to blame for it. Uh, I had actually never seen Star Wars until the quarantine started a couple months ago, and I didn't even get the pun, so then I made it Kardashian because I thought it was funny. Um, but now I've seen every single movie and am a fan, and now it annoys me when I say Kardashian instead of Calrissian. <laughs> um, but we, when we like to play, we always do a rando, and when we like to do this, we actually uh, take a drink as the punishment. Uh, I guess it's not really a punishment, though, in my opinion. No, that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> we do play this in versions of other games, or like, in, like this version in other games as well. Uh, there's a game, I think it's called like Slide in the DMs or something. That we played with our neighbors, uh, hey Boris and Brie, and Brie actually totally upped us and was like, "You have to do a shot when you choose the rando card." Yeah, that seems a little bit dangerous. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, we had to limit it to like quarter shots by the end. Yeah. So, as our listeners know, due to soccer, you know, I've had to limit the amount of places that I go in order to maintain a bubble, um, whatever a bubble is. It's it's a hard <laughs> word to describe now. All the all the terminology and everything gets changed week by week and you know all of our procedures te- uh, like change week to week so I don't even know what I'm you know technically allowed and not allowed to do uh, but so far so good I've tested negative each time I've had to get the nasal swabs to your um, brain yeah the 
brain tickler uh, is another <laughs> way of saying it. Um, I actually have another test on Friday too, um, which is a whole different issue with athletes getting testing before the general public and getting tests back quicker than the general public too. But that's a whole different separate issue. Uh, anyways, I got to go to Bevmo, which is somewhat of a grocery store, and I picked out a hazy and another little drink. Uh, I hadn't had either of those two beers, and I'm pretty sure neither, uh, neither did Kiara. Yeah, so what we did was we each chose a hazy, and then we each chose something else. It didn't have to not be a hazy, but something else. And uh, neither of us know or knew yeah. what each other had chosen. Yeah. So we had to, like, guess what we thought it was and where it was from. Yeah. It was really hard. <laughs> no, it was really hard. We knew hard. it was going to be hard, though. Yeah. Um, we we pretty much just, you know, said, like, you get three choices of where, you know, it came from. Because obviously yeah. it's a hazy, so we already knew right, what it was. Right, we knew that part. So then we said, hey, like, give me three guesses of, like, where this came from. And uh, mine actually had not come from, or had not been, or the brewery had not been featured yet in the podcast. Right. So, um, let's start off. I don't think mine had either, actually. Um, No, yours had none either. All right, so we started, whose did we start with? We started with mine, didn't we? Yeah, we started with yours. Okay. So... Mine was the Dogleg Hazy Outlaw, um, and Jake's guess was Wild Barrel, because there are really good hazies there as well. There's so many of them to choose from, too. Yeah, absolutely. And we described this with that one. Actually, we're drinking it now, a little Mm -hmm. bit of it. And um, we described it as, like, super complex and tropical, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was was, was pretty, it's, because I'm having it right now, it's really good. Yeah, um, with the way they describe it is full mouthfeel, low bitterness, very tropical taste, and aroma with hints of passion fruit, mango, black tea, and thirst quenching juiciness. Yeah, I also said this had like a little bit more like I thought it was a little bit more bitter or like astringent, and um, we both came back and said it's probably more of like a grapefruit ish. Yeah, almost yeah. Or like you said, or it like was some stem. sort of like yeah, like a stemmy phenolic. Yeah. Well, you don't call it phenolic in beer. That's what I would call it. Yeah, no, but it, uh, you know, it's it's really good. Um, I do get the mango. The mango's up front. Um, I I don't really get the black tea. I don't know. I kind of do. I think that that's where that astringency is coming from. If it's actually brewed with black tea, bitter because tea is known to be tannic. Yeah, and that's what that could be. You know, I, th- I think that's a little bit more of it. It's more of like a tannic mm-hmm. mouthfeel. I think so. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that astringency to it. It's just a fun word to say. Yeah. So I, when we were guessing, I said uh, Wild Barrel was my first guess. <laughs> and then I said, oh, it's... He I specifically think, said... I said, I don't think it's dog <laughs> And then I also said, yeah, I... I'm going to go out on a limb and also say that it's not Belching Beaver. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I messed up. I should have just <laughs> stuck with my initial guess. Um, so since I had a little extra time this week, I actually pulled up a fun fact about each of the breweries we talked about. Uh, so the Dog Leg fun fact. First of all, they actually didn't open their tasting room until November of 2019. 
And they have like a membership program that of course I had to join and everything. So they're pretty cool. Uh, but the fun fact was that their brewer is a longtime local home brewer, Jim McCaskey. He's been creating awesome craft beer right here in San Diego for 25 years, earning many local and national homebrew medals along the way, including the Carl Strauss Pro-Am in 2015 with his Black Nose Smoked Porter. Smoked Porter sounds absolutely I know. <laughs> delicious, by the way. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the, the Dogleg um, membership program. So we yeah. talked about that a little bit too. Oh yeah. So basically it's just like a fee. I think it's like 190 bucks and you get a bunch of cool stuff like merchandise, swag, whatever, a growler. And you get, um, they call it their founding patrons because they're still so new. Yeah. And basically when you go, instead of a pint, you get like a 20 ounce glass for the same price as the pint. And then you get invited to all their R&D tastings. Which yeah. I'm excited. I haven't been to one yet, obviously, because of COVID, but I'm excited to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so a pint 16 ounces. You guys get an extra four ounces each time you go. Hell yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and, you know, if you go enough, it pays for itself. It really does. And you get to use their golf simulator for free. Yeah. So that's which that's cool. really cool. Um, it's definitely... I think that's probably one of the better membership programs. Oh, in, yeah. I, I like it a lot. In San Diego, too. Um, so mine, uh, mine was the Modern Times Tyco IPA, uh, which is 5.8% and has a uh, IBU of 45. What's funny is that when I hear 5.8%, it, like, sounds so low to me for an IPA, but it's really not that low. Like, traditionally, that's yeah. not that long. Well, traditionally, um, but here on, on the West Coast, it's a little bit different. Like, we're True. so used to West Coast IPAs Well, that being hazy like outlaw was 6.8. I don't think I mentioned it. Yeah. Um, but it does fit in. It, like, is in category for BJCP, like, in their categories. Oh, okay. um, and, you know, like, a normal a normal IPA is around that, like, 5.2 yeah. to, like, six point or 6.8 or something like For that. Sure. But out here in the West Coast, we like to push the boundaries <laughs> a little bit. A lot more hoppier, a lot more bitter. But uh, this one's actually, the one that we had wasn't that bitter. No, I really good. liked it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what my first guess was. I know that I guessed everything except for the one I really wanted to guess, which would have been right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely Modern Times. I think you might have said uh, Alesmith. Did you say Alesmith? Maybe. Oh, you or, know what? Or Pure Project? I did say Alesmith because I thought it was one. I thought you were messing with me, and it was the one that we had um, with oh, one of the beer fests. Didn't you think that it was... Oh, no, uh, I thought it was Harland. Yeah, Harland. That's yeah, what that it was. was the, that was what it was. I, was like, I swear it was something I thought. So uh, their, their notes about uh, the Tyco Hazy IPA... Um, it's both complex and incredibly refreshing. June's Hazy IPA will sport an abundance of Nelson, Simcoe, and Idaho 7 hops. Uh, prepare your grill piece for a symphony of white grape, blueberry, lychee flavors that promises to be positively enchanting <laughs> and a seriously ideal companion for pool parties and barbecues, which is pretty know, accurate. Pretty accurate. Um, I got this one just because it says uh, white grape. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There is definitely an interesting flavor, which I would usually say that's like the lychee, but mm. I could totally see it being like grape skin. Yeah, there. So their um, 
flavor profile for it too. Um, they say it's papaya, tangerine, orange, mango, mixed berry, apricot, stone fruit, white grape, and red grapefruit. Yeah. Which I can see. It was decently fruity. Yeah, and I, I also got like a little bit of the bitter pine um, and citrusy finish yeah. to it. Um, well, that's also, the Nelson and Simcoe. Yeah. Also, another cool thing about this can, um, it had the Black Lives Matter on the bottom of it. That's right. It that was Im- imprinted on. And another reason why I got it was because Tycho is one of my favorite um, artists. Oh, right. I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah. All right. And then their fact is that Modern Times was a utopian community built on Long Island in 1850 by a bunch of wild-eyed wingnuts who thought they could demonstrate to the world what a perfect society might look like. They chose to name the brewery after Modern Times because they're fascinated by the colorful, ambitious little pockets of history that develop in the folds of progress, the forgotten little paradises that barely register in the onward rush of civilization. Crazy. Kind of cool. Whatever a wingnut is. Yeah, that's um, my new favorite word. <laughs> Your little wingnut. <laughs> Your dog's a wingnut. Oh, yeah, he is. He is a crazy little guy. Um, he's definitely a, a nutter. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he likes Not balls. Anymore. He, he likes. Well, I was saying more because he likes, like, actual, like, tennis balls. But, yeah, he doesn't. That's hilarious. He doesn't have those anymore either. All right, so should we do, I think we did. The regular beer. We did yours first. Yeah, we did mine first, which we probably should have done yours first, but. Yeah. So mine was actually super difficult. <laughs> it looked like an amber, and that's all we kept saying. Uh, I obviously knew what it was, so I couldn't say mm-hmm. anything. But it was, like, more orange than an amber, which was kind of cool. Uh, it was the Stone Marble Rye Bock. Yeah, I, I got none of this correct. <laughs> uh, I think I got kind of close with the ABV. I said it was high alcohol. Yeah, you did. Um, it's 7.3. And I couldn't, I couldn't get... The, the rye flavor, right? I said that there was some sort of adjunct. Right. But I couldn't point to rye. For me, it's when I when I have, like, a rye, it's, like, some sort of weird in-between of, like, wheat and, um, like, barley. Yeah. But it's, like, hard to, put, like, pin down. Yeah, and isn't, like, rye a little bit, like... Uh, it's usually a little sharper. Yeah, a little sharper, a little yeah. bit spicier, almost. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually originally couldn't find anything on this, remember? Well, it's brand new. If you remember yeah. when we were there, they were like, yeah, this is like brand new. It's just Yeah, I couldn't find anything on it. All I could find was the ABV. But I actually found some information. Nice. The extra week bought me some time. Um, literally all we knew was that it was a Rybok. <laughs> so it turns out this was actually brewed at their Liberty Station location uh, with Ryan Chocolate. It was an idea by Robert Holman, who was a, a key accounts manager for Team Stone, as well as a homebrewing enthusiast. Uh, his wow. idea was to make a beer that tasted like marble rye bread. Interesting. I know. I thought that was cool. So that's where the name came from. Gotcha. Uh, besides rye, you can expect light toast, malt, red apple esters, and hints of bitter cocoa flavors. Super interesting. Kind of right on the nose, honestly. There was a little apple to it. I like how they allow people who aren't in, like, the actual brewing field yeah, um, put in ideas. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. Because this was really good, too. So. Oh, yeah, it was delicious. A smart guy, to be honest. Um, so our stone fact. Um, so Steve Wagner and Greg 
Koch, 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 Greg Koch. Uh, the founders of Stone were actually originally introduced by a mutual mutual friend in L.A. in 1989 when they were both working in the music business. Steve's band just so happened to rent a room in Greg's newly opened rehearsal studios. That encounter was actually really short-lived, and they didn't even run into each other again for like a few years uh, when they bonded over loving beer. Nice. <laughs> Along um, came Stone in 1996. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, they actually sponsor um the san diego loyal the team that i play on so it's really cool so you should know how to say his name right catch <laughs> i don't know how to say it right apparently also he shares a name with boston brewing company's uh founder but oh, yeah. they're not related that's right yeah they're not related i checked nice yeah um also stone is really really good and we're gonna have to get them onto the show soon when we you know get another microphone yeah for sure yeah um so on to the next thing yes was your beer yeah my beer was okay i got surprisingly close on this one you did you did you really did um so i picked out the alesmith sublime lager is a Mexican lager. Which is a Mexican lager. And I kind of had to egg you on to say Mexican lager because you knew it was yeah. a lager. Well, I knew it was like, a, oh, lager, a lager, and I, I knew what I thought it was, but I couldn't remember if it was specifically a Mexican lager or not. I thought it was one that we had already had on the show, the, t- the Tierra Madre from Mother Earth, which yeah. was a Mexican lager. No, so we have the Sublime Mexican lager from Alesmith. It was a 5.2%, uh, and how they describe it is... How do SoCal's favorite reggae punk pioneers honor their iconic album, 40 Ounce to Freedom? Probably with beer, right? (laughs) Uh, They released their own beer, of course, in celebration of this sublime contracted Alesmith Brewing Company. They should do 40s of it. Yeah, they should. (laughs) (laughs) To graph this uh, unique brew. As Mexican-style lagers. Mexican, remember? Mexican. Mexican. You know what? You know Wait, why I said that? No, no, no. That was Tierra Madre. Oh. But Mexican, because it was in a can. That's why. That's right. It's smart. Uh, as Mexican-style lagers are a favorite beer style of the band, Alesmith has brewed a beer that showcases a grainy, malt-forward sweetness and easy drinkability. Clean and crisp with subdued hot bitterness to balance makes sublime Mexican lager the go-to beer for hot summer days, the beach, your back. Backyard barbecue, and of course, before your favorite concert. Cheers. Nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was good. It was clean, crisp, and you know it had a subdued hot bitterness. I thought it was really, really balanced, um, and it's actually available year round. And the serving glass for this is a beecher, which oh, really? is like a normal American pint glass, but with a tapered bottom. Yeah. Um, Again, they had it on the can, so you can see like what you should. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that Ailsmith does that. Yeah, Ailsmith's really cool. I keep talking about that every single time we talk about them. Yeah. So a fun fact about Ailsmith: uh, they were founded in 1995 in a small single unit space in Miramar, and in that space they packed in a 15 BBL brew system, tasting bar, office, and a three man team. Then in 2015 was when they actually left that space. Uh, they had upgraded the brew system between then because they were growing pretty rapidly. 
But now they expanded into a 100,000-square-foot facility, which increased production and launched new markets onto a global scale. Alesmith's new state-of-the-art brewery, only two blocks west of the original facility, showcases a custom Steinecker ADBBL brew system and San Diego's largest tasting room and, of course, the Tony Gwynn Museum. <laughs> which you love. I love it. Yeah. That place is really cool. They, they have the largest tasting room in all of San Diego as well. Yeah. Um, and those are 50, so 15 barrel. Is that what that is? Yeah, 80 barrel. 15 barrel, 80 barrel. That's it a lot. It said BBL. I didn't yeah, want to be wrong. A, that's a lot of uh, barrels. True that. Um, so I guess last week in San Diego history. So last week <laughs> in San Diego history, um, to start off with July 17th, is my brother's birthday. Ooh, my husband. Yeah, uh, he was born 30 years ago last week, um, so happy belated birthday to Aaron. Um, very fortunate to have you as an older brother, a role model, and a best friend. Aww. I know, so cute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the day before Aaron's birthday, on July 16th, 1769, Father Junipero Sarah <laughs> founded Mission San Diego, the first mission in California. San Diego Alcala, which means citadel or fortification. So interesting. That is interesting. Uh, unfortunately, Ron Burgundy sits on a throne of lies. <laughs> uh, San Diego was not founded in 1904 by the Germans, but by the Spaniards in 1542 by Juan Cabrillo. Yep. Uh, so Junipero Serra was a Jesuit priest who came to the New World in order to uh, proselytize. Native Americans to the Catholic faith. Uh, King Carlos III in 1767 ordered an expulsion of the Jesuit order from all of his lands and territories, which actually included New Spain, a.k.a. Mm. Mexico, <laughs> uh, thus forcing Junipero Serra to flee northward, continuing his mission of converting Native Americans through the establishment of missions. Uh, there are 21 missions in California, which are spaced out in 30-mile increments, roughly one day on horse or three days over foot. Uh, at these missions and at San Diego Alcala specifically, uh, American Indian laborers cultivated wheat, barley, corn. Hey, they're making beer. Yes, and beans. Um, but yeah, which are all beer making grains and it's very unfortunate that they didn't use the opportunity to produce beer because they would have been the first brewers in San Diego. Uh, they needed the grain for food consumption. So it makes sense why they wouldn't be using it for beer. Unlike the, you know, Europeans, the Germans, (laughs) the Germans and the Austrians and the Belgian monks who were using it for substance right uh in 1862 by proclamation of president abraham lincoln uh the mission was returned to church ownership and was used as an indian school from 1887 to 1907 uh the buildings were actually reconstructed during the 1940s and they still stand yes and overlook old town very cool yeah i thought that was pretty cool that was one of the more interesting facts we've had on this segment yeah actually Everyone um, around here did their little mission projects in like, middle school, too. Do you remember what you did? 
I don't remember. I yeah. probably should. Fourth grade Miss Richards class, uh, I did San Juan Capistrano. I think that, I may, I may have done the same one. I can't remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was our episode for last week. You guys are getting it this week. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. All right, cool. Tune in in, like, five minutes for the next one. <laughs> yeah, tune in <laughs> for the next episode in the next five minutes when we start that one. Yes. <laughs> stay tipsy, guys. All right, stay tipsy, guys.